Welcome to the Heart of the Matter podcast, where we talk about scripture, theology, and anything relating to God in a loving conversation. And where we try to get to the heart of the matter. Welcome to the next edition of the Heart of Matter podcast. I'm your host, Josh Hellman. Uh, Welcome for those who have been return uh, viewers and listeners. We always appreciate you guys. Um, Give us a like or share if this podcast or videocast has blessed you. We believe that it is. We pray over every episode, um, and we're just trying to speak uh, the truth of God out there. So if you're new to this channel, we are a Christian theology, philosophy, kind of, uh, you know, just talking just talking God, just talking scripture and, and different ideas and and different things. So, um, you know, we just uh, are thankful for anyone who's listened, who continues to listen. Uh, give us a share or a like. Subscribe to our channel if you haven't. Uh, that helps us out. Um, and then just a reminder, you can catch us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever, you know, if you've got Stitcher, um, I don't know, Roku, maybe, I don't know exactly where all the podcasts are, but you can find them. Uh, you can find us. Um, we have a YouTube channel as well as a rumble. So give us a rumble. I don't know what that is, but give us a rumble. If you're on there, um, we like those. Uh, we have an Instagram, TikTok, and discord. If you'd like to talk to us or discuss things with other Christians, you can go to our discord and you can, yeah, we have a bunch of different channels and stuff on there. Uh, any music that you guys like or whatever you can post on there. We have different kind of, um, uh, what do you call it? Conversations. Uh, so, uh, we, and then we also have our ambient, uh, music channel, see a piece. Um, our buddy Kiefer back here, radio shack, he is, um, you know, amped that up and amped that up. So, uh, give it a check. It's really good music. Uh, if you want some peaceful music just to kind of listen to, if you can listen to music at work, and you want something that isn't going to interfere with your work, but just be there to help you out, or if you're praying, um, or if you just want to listen to good music, uh, give it a check. Um, then we also have our website and our merchandise shop where you can get great shirts like this or great mugs like this. I don't know which camera. Um, and then if you just want to make a donation, uh, we have a Venmo Cash App account. You can directly uh, drop us uh, on the link on the website. Uh, that link is 12stones.media. Again, we are uh, in the process of getting a new website or updated website out there. Um, so even though the current website looks great, we're going to have one that looks even better. 12 Stones Media 2.0. So, all right. Uh, we are going to be talking about approaching God with freedom and confidence today in our identity series that we're continuing on. But before we get there... Let me introduce my host. Back with me today is Jose. What's up, brother? What's up, bro? How's it going? God bless you. Fine day to be alive. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's going good. Been a little under the weather the last week, but getting over it. And uh, God's been, God has given me a good immune system. So usually when I get sick, it's not typically as bad as other people. Mm-hmm. So, but uh, yeah, doing good. Doing good. Family's doing good. Uh, really busy. How are you doing? Yeah, really beautiful. A lot of curveballs. Like I knew, like you was telling me, 2023 is a year of curveballs that is not inhibiting my ability to just hit those homers or his ability to hit those homers through me. Yeah. So a lot of awesome things that I've been waiting my entire life for happening. Nice. So, yeah, going forward. 
Now, for those of you who don't know, Jose is like going to be hopefully partnering with us for like video game stuff and like some different ideas. Yeah. yeah. Um, hopefully this Friday. Like a worship set video game kind of conglomeration of things. Yeah, we got no limit of ideas in the works. Yeah. Yeah. It's, God's moving forward and he just, no, no stern stone is going to be unturned. Anything the enemy tried doing, we're going to do it better. Come on. For belief in that. <laughs> What's your handle? Optimist Kind. So Twitch TV slash Optimist Kind. It's Optimist Kind. Nice. So like like a Transformer, right? Yes, that was my favorite yeah. show growing up. So. Well, it's, it's kind of cool because, and I know uh, Jenna is my other guest. Uh, you know, you've talked to me about how like you and your husband go through movies and kind of pick out the Christian themes and stuff. Mm-hmm. And Transformer is obviously like a beautiful picture of like resurrection of something old to something new, you know? So when you said that, I I feel like that's, that was like kind of the first thing that popped in my mind. We are transformers to Christ from Mm -hmm. sin to not sin, you know? Mm -hmm. God's a redeemer. Yeah. Of all things. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Something that looks ordinary and we transform into something like majestic and something we never thought that was there. So, Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, Jenna, uh, thanks for coming back on. I think this is like your fourth time or something being on. Yeah, I so, think right around there. Maybe third time, but yeah. fourth time sounds right. I think last time we had you on, you were talking about some cool stuff you were doing in ministry mm-hmm. and different parts of the world. Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, good to have you back on. What's been going on since then? What have you been doing since you've been back? Oh, my goodness. Um, that was last year already. <laughs> since I came back from the Middle East on my trip. And so I've been in home caregiving. I've become a volunteer chaplain. I think I was doing that before that, though. So I might have brought that up last time. And uh, I just became, it's a pretty part-time job, but I became the missions director at our church, Harvest Time, Eau Claire. Yeah, heard about that. That's awesome. Yeah, and other than that, I've just been trying to keep a keep a work life balance as well, and keep that time with the Lord free. Um, yeah. and what is a work life balance? Yeah, right. It's because it's not work when you love what you do, and yeah. it's when it's kingdom. Like that's not exactly what it is for sure. But um, in home caregiving, sometimes feels like work, but that's like a mental shift that we need to like make as believers when we go yeah. into our workplace because we're not there to just like clock in the nine to five like we're there to be aware and open to what the lord wants to do yeah. um across the body of christ i just really believe that that's a super important outlook to have and that doesn't mean it's not something that we have to like continually bring to him um when he's called us to be someplace but that's been really good um being there yeah there's been some awesome open doors with elderly jose was saying that he's had a really good time with service um job slash ministry lately of just what the lord has to say and you know getting down and dirty and like cleaning the things and just and just like how jesus did that i'm sure that there's all kinds of things that the lord um shows jose as well as as well as me as um taking care of elderly in ways that I never expected that I was going to be doing. I literally had a friend that Jose probably knows that she was saying that she does the same things that I do in the last couple of years. And I was like, 
you are awesome because I could never do that. And now I'm in this season and I'm doing exactly what she was talking about. So, yeah. So, and it, it's just really humbling. And it's like, like something I feel like our generation is like really turned off by at the outset of it. But once you get there and realize like the shortage and like the need that there is out there for, you know, like not trying at all to like toot my own horn, but like to like look outside of ourselves when it comes to the things that we're like wanting to do. Like it's God cares about our dreams and he wants to like use us in those ways, like not in a selfish way, but like in the sense like he cares about us, but also there's a lot of jobs out there that like have to do with like coming outside of yourself and really like caring and nurturing and like being there for people and like they're in their times and their yeah. hours of need. So that's been a really eye-opening thing and it's been really good. Um, lots of lots of good opportunity um, and God's moving, like OG nice. said. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think, um, you know, the joke is, that, yeah, my work-life balance is work-life, you know? <laughs> like, I don't feel like there is one, um, you know, starting this business and everything, it's like outside of, work and your husband knows because he works with me at, mm-hmm. yeah and um so it's like and he's been working tons of, way more overtime than I did yeah, but that's then, not been then easy. even when I don't have overtime it's like you know I you know doing this with the guys and then we have all the church stuff and everything and then everything with family and stuff and so it's hard sometimes to just rest and relax and um but you're right is it's like we can either take our life and kind of say okay where can I fit God in or be like no like how can God, like, how can I give all of this to God? Mm-hmm. Cause a lot of times people are like, well, you need to budget time. You need to, you need to give time for God in the morning and this and that. And it's like, or we can just live a life that we're giving praise and thanksgiving to God in everything we do. Cause whether mm-hmm. I budget time for God or not, if my heart isn't for God and I'm not giving this time to God in that two hours, then it's not going to matter, mm-hmm. you know, but if I go to work for 24 hours a day and I'm giving praise and thanksgiving to God over it and affecting the lives of other people for God, then, you know, God's in it, mm-hmm. you know? So it's like, that's, I know I've talked about this plenty on the show, but that's where I'm trying to get to is how can I u- let God use me in a place that I don't care to be every day because I want to be here doing stuff with the media ministry, you know? And so like, how can I let God, um, run my life there per se, or guide me. Mm-hmm. And so trying to take every chance I get. And I, I know, I know. And again, like you said, it's not really to toot my own horn. I just, it, it's edifying that like I get small barbs thrown at me because of my faith, mm-hmm. because it's like, I know at least they know I'm a Christian and like, I will promote Christian things at work. Um, I can't remember. I had a guy joking with me. Um, there's like this test thing we have to do at work and it's taking this liquid and we have to like dab it on this cloth or whatever. And so he's knowing I'm a bears fan. He's like, you gotta make a big uh, G for it. That's for green Bay. (laughs) Since I live in the great state of Wisconsin, um, cheese curds and Packers. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the few things you'll hear out of Kiefer on a podcast to come on for the Packers, <laughs> but then, um, you know, so I was like, ah, I can't do that. Maybe I'll do a C for the Chicago bears. And he's like, well, do a big G for God. And you know, he was kind of doing that as like a, a joke. Cause they all started laughing immediately after they said it, you know? And I was like, cool. All right. You know, I can like, get behind yeah, that. Yeah, we can yeah. agree. I will put yep. a G here. Yep. 
And I said, dang, yeah, I'll make a big G. <laughs> I'll, I'll like put it on the floor and everything. So yeah, it is, it, it is one of those hard things. Like how do we, how do we live a lifestyle of God being infused in like everything we do, like that Holy Spirit, you know, and so many times we're focused on the pain that I have to put in to do this thing. And then it's all about us and the hard work. And so every time we get up, it's like, I got to go do this. I got to go do this. And it's like, no, no, God has given you breath in your lungs today to sing the praises of the most mighty and say, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God almighty. Any situation you're in. And so it's like just giving thanks in the morning and starting your day off like that. How can I be a blessing? You know, so for me, it's like, how can I be a blessing to my wife in the morning? Mm -hmm. And usually that's trying to do dishes if I have time. You know, and so it used to be the struggle of, well, shouldn't I take like 15 minutes to do devotions with God? Like, I don't feel like I have alone time with God. Now it's like, well, no, why don't you just do both? Be a servant to your wife, which is ministry, and then play some worship music while you're doing it. Mm -hmm. And so I try to do that, even though I don't necessarily do that on a regular basis. I'm trying to do that more and more, incorporate stuff like that. So when I'm at work, it's hard because I'm thinking about work things all the time. But when I get kind of a break and I feel that in my head to, hey, just pray. You have a split second here. Think about God. Like then I try to think, okay, you know, because when I do that, then it's easier for me to say, okay, I have this task to do. How can I do it fully for God and not of my own doing, you mm-hmm. know? So, yeah, work work balance. That's that's what it is. Just fully God. Immerse yourself in God. Um but yeah, we're going to get to um, approaching, is it approaching the throne boldly? No, I may approach God with confidence. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, we've been talking about identity for a long time now, well over a year, but it's because this topic is huge and important. I think especially with this wave that's coming over the world with wanting to come to Jesus and knowing Jesus in this huge revival you know, one of the things that our, our world lacks is identity, knowing even what sex they are, you know, and knowing who they are, what their name is, even what hair color they normally have. So, you know, like, <laughs> what species Amen. they are. Yeah. But it, it's like, it, it's very confusing for a lot of people growing up. And that's not a barb. Uh, I love your no, hair. No, man, no, so. no. She said, like, there's kids who identify as cats. Raccoons. And, oh my God. Mm-hmm. I've seen them at North, though. They'll, lick each other and meow and it's like you guys what (laughs) (laughs) yeah you can't even tell your species let alone gender like we're way beyond gender like confusion now um yeah cats out of the bag so (laughs) yeah It is. Everything's going. Literally. This is okay. This is okay. This is okay. Yeah. So, you know, identity is important. There you go. Um, So identity is important. So we just want to make sure we're doing our due diligence and giving out verses. And some of these verses are overlapping on different topics, but that, that shows you the, again, the stitching of the Bible and how important Mm -hmm. it is. Every, every word of it. Um, how much it works together with itself. Like it's a long book, but the more that you read it, the more you realize, like, it's just trying to really deeply like show you these eternal concepts. And it's like, I mean, it's not simple, but I feel like within it, you can find like at least like 12 to 40, like overarching concepts that just like weave together, like more and more and more as you read it. So, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. Um, so Jenna, if you would do the honors of reading the first uh, verses here, I think it's a two slide. So um, go ahead. Okay. This mystery is that the Gentiles are fellow heirs, members of the same body and partakers of the promise in Christ Jesus through the gospel. Of this gospel, I was made a minister according to the gift of God's grace, which was given to me by the working of his power. To me, though I am the very least of all the saints, this grace was given Mm -hmm. to preach to the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ and to bring to light for everyone what is the plan of the mystery hidden for ages in God. And then if we could switch to that next verse, there you go. Who created all things so that through the church, the manifold wisdom of God might now be made known to the rulers and authorities in the heavenly places. Mm. This was according to the eternal purpose that he has realized in Christ Jesus, our Lord, in whom we have boldness and access with confidence through our faith in him. So I ask you not to lose heart over what I am suffering for you, which is your glory. Yeah. Good. Ephesians is just like a mind blower. I I had a friend ask me the other week, like, what was an encouraging book to read? And I was like, man, any of Paul's letters. But I said, Ephesians and Galatians. I said, read those two. Mm -hmm. And he was like, yeah, man, it's it's crazy. but there's so much in this verse, you know, he, he's in the suffering, right? And so he's talking to the church about they're worried about him enduring this stuff. And he said, no, no, I'm doing this. He was so in love with God and so had so much faith in what he believed that he was willing to endure suffering for others. And most of those people he probably didn't even know. You know, he probably knew some by name and all that stuff, but he's going around to different churches, you know, and everything and, and planting different churches. And, um, and, and so like this love that he has is, is just generically for everyone, you know? So here's Paul taking the suffering and, um, you know, again, it says the manifold wisdom of God may be known to the rulers and authorities in the heavenly places. So like this stuff is like God is going before us in the heavenly realms and like he has called us to this eternal purpose. And it says that we have boldness and access with confidence that we can approach God with confidence, not this woe is me. Like I am a a wicked servant of you, God, that I'm trying to do my best, but I, I am suffering, you know, I'm all, I'm doing all these awful things. No, it says with confidence through our faith in him. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it, again, we've talked about this concept before is that there is having a repentant heart, which is knowing that God, what was my heart change me? But there is that repentance to where it's like, God, you are changing me. And because of that, it's not my faith in myself and my what I did, but it's my faith in you and who you are, your death on the cross, and, and that you're going to change me. And I just need to surrender to that. And my confidence then is placed in your actions and like your like finished work. Yeah, your promises, not what I did. And so I think this is a beautiful verse. I mean, what, what have you guys pulled out of the out of that or this concept of boldness and and walking through because i know we've talked about this i know this is a big thing right now is 
you know, God has given us authority and purpose and like he wants us to walk that out. He wants us to be grown adults, mature Christians to to walk it out, you know. Mm-hmm. So like have how have you seen that played out in like, you know, your Christian walk and stuff in, in the mission field or wherever like, you know. I think that for me like I think the thing that comes to my mind, I guess, is to be transformed by the renewing of your mind Mm. into the things that these verses are talking about. And the more that you walk with the Lord, the more and the more that you walk like in community, the more that you come into this reality of that you can have boldness and that there and especially I mean, Jose can speak into this just like being among like the move where you're seeing, you know, manifestations and you're seeing healings happen and you're seeing the supernatural work itself out in such a way that's confirming that there's God and angels and uh, demons, you know, and see, and that's what this verse is talking about too, to be made known Mm -hmm. to the rulers and authorities in heavenly places, which God is overall rule and authority, but there are rulers and authorities that we submit ourselves to when we're not submitting to God. Um, and the, that's when, you know, those manifestations happen for people is when they've really submitted themselves to um, those aspects, knowing or unknowing, you know. Um, yeah. And uh, so I guess like the way that the boldness and the access works itself out is just like, I mean, you, you I still have to like, come before the Lord every day before I go into any place of ministry and like remember, you know, like, and still be like transformed by the renewing of my mind into these places. You know, it's not something that is easy, easily like continually attainable in yourself. Like it's easy. It's easier if you float away from the Lord and you're just like among the world in the sense of just like not coming away with the Lord and not remembering to like, ask him for this boldness and remember that you have access with confidence, um, that it's just like, it can fall away. Like, I feel like it's so important when I go into, um, atmospheres of ministry to just like take that time, that moment, don't just like run into it for me, at least for me, you know, Mm -hmm. um, not to just like run into it and be like, I've got it all together. I'm just going to go and I'm going to do a thing. And like, yeah, I mean, to a point, it's really important to have that confidence of like, and it's not even, it's not at all about me having it all together. It's that this is true. Like, and you can go in with that kind of boldness and confidence, but it's still like, because for me, we're in this season where I'm at, like, I need to like step back and like pray that and affirm that and like sit in it and soak in it for like a little bit. And then, and like, I always go into like my chaplaincy, like releasing like angels through the place and releasing, um, that over the place and over like, and just like, every time, like, I just ask, like, Holy Spirit, like, just take over, like, don't let it be me, just, like, go the way that you want to go, say the things that you want to say, I give you control, I'm, like, looking for what you want to do, like, with these conversations, um, and then, like, yeah, to just, like, know these concepts of, like, you can have boldness, because you do have access, and, like, once it's like you re, you speak that over yourself and ask the Lord to like do that, you can just go in and know like, okay, I asked you and I know that I have this, I have this confidence and thank you, Lord. And it's just like, 
it washes over you in such like a deeper confidence of like, okay, like I don't have to worry about it. I don't have to be anxious or afraid of like how it's going to go because mm-hmm. I know the Lord goes with me and it's, it's something, yeah. Like what I'm like, I guess what I'm saying is just like to apply it to yourself to like, you know, put on that armor and put on that yeah. new man and like, um, and to be like, what's the word I'm looking for to be a, proactive in that um to not just like float into like oh yeah I got it we're good you know I can just do this on my own I don't have to like come before the Lord it's like to a point like you have the freedom like I'm not saying like you have to do that it's just something that I know that for my heart like I need to do that because Mm -hmm. that's the place that I know like okay now it's not me it's him yep you know so 100% there with you man on all aspects of what you just said in my life personally, currently, there's always this, I want to plan things out or I want to have this foresight, but it tends to line up the best when I'm just like, all right, Lord, you see what I, you see my desires. I present them to you. I, I go where I ha- where I feel like you're leading me to go. And even the conversations I begin and engage in, it's on you, but so much, so crazy, so fast. And so I'm always just like kind of holding him on like his promise, like he'll show up, he'll make things work. And he does. Whenever I can get out of my natural mind the most, he does his best work. And I'm in a place right now where just physically at a storefront, people come in from all various walks of life. And I always say like a prayer over them or greet them with a smiling greeting and then the Lord just begins to move as they're in the shop. Maybe they're there for a couple minutes. Maybe they're there for a lengthy period of time. Maybe I ask them how long they've been here. Maybe I ask them how their day is going. I never think about it. I never try to think about it. I never try to address it from any sort of way. I just kind of like open my mouth and the Lord shows up. And I've noticed that the people that are the Lord stirring on their heart and their hearts are getting opened, there is just a natural weaving of, friendship that begins and I've, I've prayed with dozens of people man and it's been amazing awesome. and even just last night i was at um oasis in eau claire 3445 gateway drive 10 a.m sundays um and they were teaching about gospel the gospel like how to share the gospel and uh i realized like i never really came around to the do you want to do you want to do you want to accept Jesus into your life? So I'm really eager to, to try that now and to just mm-hmm. shoot that into some conversations at the end or wherever it may be. And even last night when we were at Milwaukee Burger, uh, speaking with our, our hostess, our waitress, and I was like, all right, Lord, I've been feeling the Holy Spirit move on her heart. She's been so wonderful. I'm going to ask if she wants to receive Christ in her life. And it was kind of like, do you know Christ? Oh yeah, I love him. I'm from California and like, I'm just looking for a good church. And so conversation wow. pivoted a little bit where I was, I was trying, I was hyping up myself like, all right, man, let's, let's ask if she wants to receive Christ. Like, dude, she already knows him. Yep. So it just kind of was like a different connection, but that just goes to show you, man, we try to make these plans or we try to adjust these things. Mm-hmm. And the Lord kind of just like quickly, again, 2023 for me has been the year of the curveball think something's going to happen, something else happens, but because your feet are planted in Christ, you're ready for that. And then nonetheless, something really amazing happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the other thing I've noticed is 
made uh, might be made known to the rulers and the authorities in the heavenly places. I've seen people come in, or I've recently, I've just, not even in the shop, just in life. I've met with people that, dude, you can tell their spirit is dark. They do not mm. want anything to do with you, but they cannot resist the goodness on your lips. So even with those people, there is a peace. There is an authority. Like, mm. my authority soaps yours. Like, just straight up. Yep. Not in a violent, confrontational way, but as you might remember from something that we went through last few days ago, there's there's just authorities that meet. And the Lord's authority will always supersede in a very peaceful way. And so let it be known, like, well, this is my child. They're going to be set here. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it's kind of like one or the other. Yeah, it seems like I, I consistently get uh, spirits of contention to come ag- like against me for. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I don't know. Maybe there's a reason, but I don't. I don't feel like when I'm in conversation, I'm necessarily being like. I try to always be pleasant with people in conversation and stuff. But uh, yeah, that it, it has been a thing in my life where I'll like say something, and all of a sudden, like, all right, why is this person acting like this in the conversation? What did I say? But I did think about that this morning, and I was like, maybe it is a Holy Spirit thing that like. It is a spiritual warfare thing where I don't even know it, and I'm just saying something that hits them so personally that, like, I lean more towards it's, that. It's it's irritating a spirit. There's you know? a verse that. that says I can't remember exactly where it is, but it says like that to those that are dying, we're the aroma of death, but to those that are, you mm. know, um, yeah. I, those that are living, I don't think that that's what it says, but that we're the aroma of life, or we're mm. like a sweet aroma to those mm. that are, yeah, you know, and yeah. like. And it's not like to those that are dying, like those are the ones that we're trying to reach. Like even if they don't feel like, you know, like- I think it's something about the gospel. To those who are dying, the gospel is like is like um, a bitter taste or mm-hmm. something. And to those who are um, in Christ, the gospel is like a sweet yeah, it's like a sweet taste or something. It's true, but yeah. I don't, don't know. know. Kiefer, you you try to find that. Yeah, there you go. That's Romans, isn't it? Uh That sounds like a Romans thing. There's one about it being an aroma, though, too, like an actual aroma. Like it, and like I feel like the word uses the these kinds of terms, like aroma, to just like, like I mean, it's not a smell. Like we don't smell sweet physically to people, or we don't smell bad physically. It's a spiritual concept of when you're around someone, like. Like when we're around somebody that don't that doesn't believe, we can smell something in the spirit. Mm-hmm. We can perceive something mm-hmm. that's a sense in the spirit that um, that is different about this person. That they're not receptive to what we're talking about, and they're rejecting the truth and the life that we're bringing. Yep. Um, did you find it? Yeah. Second Corinthians, chapter two, verse sixteen. Could you like zoom in on it? To the one. We are an aroma that brings death to the other, an aroma that brings life. And who is equal to such a task? Mm. So I suppose there's more context to that. But yeah, just like there's that. We have spiritual senses. Like as our body and our flesh has senses, our spirit has a smell, a sight, a hearing, a taste. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Um, And it really... 
it, it's really something to do with the spirit. There's really no way to like fleshly describe that until you experience yeah. it. So, so the verse before that 15 is for we are to God, the pleasing aroma of Christ among those who are being saved and those who are perishing. Mm-hmm. So even to those who are perishing, we're pleasing aroma. There's a peace. But to the one we are in aroma that brings death. It's it's really weird because I've noticed that people don't like you. (laughs) They don't look at you with kindness, but you get this vibe where it's like there's a peace there. Mm -hmm. And they they like it. Mm -hmm. Even the people like when you work with them, the people who are like curmudgeons or like they're sticklers mm. or maybe they're like the, you'd say the religious spirit type or yep. the pride, you know, we like talked about Jewish. this, the prideful spirit Jewish type terms. people, like things aren't perfect enough for them and everything. They know that you're different mm-hmm. and they'll make fun of you for that. But at the same, same time, time, they wouldn't want to work with a lot of other people because right. as long as you're trying to be a Christian, like you do your work as best as you can. You try to infuse God in everything. And they'd much rather have someone that talks about God than somebody that talks about like X, Y, and Z, yeah. you know, like cultural things and stuff like that. Even those people who or talk about that stuff. Or just whine or like say yeah. mean yeah, things and complain. Yeah. Exactly. Like I'm really working on that around. one. I'm really <laughs> working on that. So. Constantly being in that atmosphere. Like a lot of people will, like that's an issue in our generation where people will just leave. Like they won't, they won't oh, stay yeah, in dude. any kind of like toxic work environment. On, and it can be like little things for people in our generation, but um but yeah, they just won't stay. I wanted to like bring up though, like you said, uh, 2023 is the year of curveballs, and um, and like something that's been really resonating for me. I mean, 2020 was like 2020 vision, and 2021 was I don't even remember what 2021 was for like the. It seems like once 2020 hit, we had these like adages of what the of what the year was gonna be for the church, and something that I heard at New Year's was that 2023. The word that goes with that is 2020 free, which is really cool because we're talking about that just like freedom and yeah. access. Um, yeah. Well, now there's yeah. revival, come, you know, breaking out all right, over, and right. then I, I feel like, and we've said this that one of the biggest things that God is speaking to His people right now is that. You know, you have the grace to go about because I have given you my spirit. Go do the things that I've told you to do. Mm -hmm. I feel like we are so critical so many times to say, God, is this your will? Is this your will? And it's like, what did I tell you is pure religion? Taking care of the what is Yeah. What what did I tell you is pure religion? You know, didn't I tell you to love others as as basically as I have loved you? Mm -hmm. Like, I know that I usually say that because it's like, you know, love others as you love yourself. Well, not everyone loves Mm themselves, you know, but at the same time, it's like everyone kind of knows how they should treat themselves. So treat people that way. But it's like, you know, God has spoken these things to us. What is love that I take care of a brother and sister in need that I take care of an enemy who, you know, I pray for an enemy and give them forgiveness and stuff. Mm -hmm. So it's like, you know, do we go to God and say, God, should I forgive this person? Is that what you want me to do? No, we know that as Christians, that forgiveness is the thing to do. Do we go? So then when we go, God, like, should I go to work and earn money for my family to, you know, give them a house and stuff? Is that a bad thing? No, but like, yeah, maybe God will call you out of that. And I, this is something I struggle with. So, but maybe God's going to call you out of that at some point. But like that, that's a godly thing. Mm-hmm. 
And if God doesn't want you doing that and he's got a purpose for you, he's going to lay it on you. Right. You and know? then, right. yeah, and it'll be clear. Like I don't want to turn that it. blessing into a curse. Like, God, I, I don't want to be here. Is this where you want me to be? And then, I, then I'm just a curmudgeon myself at work all the time. Well, I don't want to. This is stupid, you know. Right. You and know? I was going to say when you were saying that, like, it's so, and I feel like this is kind of a battle for me. And just like a recognition that I feel like you come to that where it's like you're starting to feel heavy about what you're doing or about what's happening in your life. And like. I feel like when that comes in, like you're, at least for me, all of a sudden it's just like self-focus, like just like being trapped in this like swirling downwardness of, I'm just worried about me rather than looking yeah. at like what yeah, he's saying about my situation and what he has for, you know, yeah. like the things that he yeah. says about hope and a future for us yeah. and like, and then yeah, I just feel like it's really easy to get we take our eyes off the kingdoms right. and we put it on our kingdoms mm-hmm. and our kingdoms have already been destroyed, you mm-hmm. know? So it's like, why are we trying to take the bricks that you have, you know, and the walls that he's torn down and try to build them back up? Mm-hmm. You know, we need to just let the kingdom wall that's there. All we need to do is walk into that kingdom. Mm-hmm. It's built. God's building it. We just get to be a part of that, you know? Right. So it's like that, that's where we need to be. And I, I say, you know, I don't want to. I whine too much. I need that kingdom wine. I don't need, Amen. you know, manly uh. wine, you know. So, Love it. Um, you know, I need that wine that comes from water. So, um, the living water, the living water. So, mm-hmm. if we could go to the the next verse there, Josh, um, after Ephesians. I don't know if it's another. Yeah, it's another Ephesians one because Ephesians is awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, Jose, you want to give give that a go? Ephesians 2, 13 through 21. But now in Christ Jesus... You who were once far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ. For he himself is our peace, who has made us both one and has broken down in his flesh the dividing wall of hostility by abolishing the law of commandments expressed in ordinances, that he may create in himself one new man in place of the two. So making peace and might reconcile us both to God in one body through the cross, thereby killing the hostility. He came to pre he came and preached peace to you who were far off and peace to those who were near. For through him we both have access in one spirit to the Father. Amen. So this is like in the context he's talking about, you know, the Jews who were trying to uh, tell all of the new Gentiles that oh in all of the new con- converts of, of yeah. Judaism I don't want to say, I guess it's a weird way that we think about it because you you have a lot of Jews who were coming to Christ. And so they weren't leaving their faith. They just, because their faith pointed to Jesus, right? And then you have... Um, then you have the Gentiles who were giving up their lives and believing in, in this. And so you have, but then you had these people who either were coming as Jews or people who were still Jewish and didn't believe in Christ coming against these people saying, yeah, but now you have to follow all these ordinances. You have to follow the law and yeah. stuff. And, and I know some people will say for salvation, but isn't that like living after Christ salvation? That's what salvation is, is a picture of living our lives for Christ and everything. So say, no, no, you don't have to do that stuff anymore because the blood of Christ has covered that. Like you now have the power and the spirit. You have access to the spirit Mm -hmm. and he is going to teach you 
um, how to live. He's going to teach you personally because he lives with you personally. He's going to tell you what you need to do for your next step. Now, yeah, there's people who don't allow that working in their life. And so they're kind of stomping it down. So when we say we're struggling in our lives, it's really, we're not conceding our lives to God. We're not surrendering Mm -hmm. to the spirit, the things we should. Mm -hmm. And when we wonder why God doesn't come through in a powerful way, it's not, it's not that he can't and that he isn't, but he's trying to see like where our faith is, you know, um, watching the chosen episode four and, uh, you know, Jairus comes in and he's like, you know, I know you. And like, you know, I think Jonathan Rumi does a great job and he's just staring at him and he goes, you don't, you've never met me yet. You have this great of faith, you know? And then I haven't gotten to the point where the woman grabs the tassels yet. We, we stopped it. But like, it's like these people who never met Jesus, Mm -hmm. the disciples are around him. All these people are around Jesus, but you have these people coming from near and far that have never met Jesus. And they're like, just because of the words we've heard and the faith that we have, like we know who you are. And it's like that spirit lives inside of us, you know, we, to, to heal, to do all this stuff. Um, there is no dividing wall of hostility. Jesus has killed that. There is neither Jew nor Gentile anymore. There is those who believe in Christ and that his death and resurrection was sufficient for us. And those who are trying to, you know, follow that lifestyle, those who are trying to allow the spirit to build them up. Um, and so, yeah, this is just a, a great picture of, you know, we have that access now. It's not just for Jews anymore. It's for the Gentiles and the Jews, but it's not just for them. It's for any person who is literally willing to basically give access of the spirit in their lives, to Mm -hmm. give their lives over to God. Mm -hmm. The most powerful vision I ever had in my life. I was 21 years old. I was, I I was a Christian. I, I gave my life to Christ when I was 19, but I was so in the world that it was just, I had this anchor in this seed, but looking back, he did a lot of mighty works when I was younger and more naive, almost as if to say, look, you don't need all this study. You don't need Mm -hmm. all this. You just need that love for me. Mm -hmm. When I was 21 years old, I had a vision about, yep, I had a vision about the throne room of God. Mm -hmm. And long story short, the presence that was with me said, invite people to this wedding feast that you're seeing. I said, who is worthy of invitation? And the angel said, anyone great and small that has ever existed. Wow, that's literally just like what the word says. If the angel just like said it just like that. Oh, I love that. Anyone. Yeah. Like, like, do you exist? Mm -hmm. Can you hear these words right now? Mm -hmm. You are invited to the wedding piece of the lamb to spend an eternity with your creator in the most kingdom, like royal aspects of it, things that we aren't even at this time capable to the extent describe, mm-hmm. which is why we simply preach the gospel, Christ crucified. We hammer that home. Like, do you need to give your life to Christ? Let's do that. Let's okay. do that today. Because that's this, this whole human existence is that this is the beginning. Yeah. And that even speaks to like, back to like our, our original topic of freedom and access. Like we in the kingdom have all this freedom and access that we want to give like freely and excessively to the whole world like that. And that's what Jesus, you know, John three sixteen. anybody, everybody that quotes any Bible verse, if they're asked, like, do you know one Bible verse that you can quote? Easily, people like across the board will probably first go to John three sixteen. Mm-hmm. You know that it's the whole world that has this access and this freedom if they want to mm-hmm. take it. 
if they want to receive it. Amen. Um, I think um, last episode we talked about how, you know, the spirit basically, how the word sozo is used Mm -hmm. in certain um, certain stories. Mm-hmm. I think James talked on the, the, the tassels, the, the woman grabbing the tassels. Cause we were talking about the chosen and he said, Oh yeah, this episode just came out and we, I, it's my favorite story and everything, but that's that sozo means life, but there's so much more to it. it. It means when you give life to something, when you heal something, when you resurrect something basically. And so it's used in certain stories in the new Testament. Um, and one of those, most of the stories have to do with Jesus healing people. Mm-hmm. But then it's like if you pe- can nutshell it, it's like saved, healed, and delivered. Yeah. Sozo. Yep. yep. And then you yep. have the the story of, of Peter and James then healing the beggar in Acts yeah. after Jesus is left and the Holy Spirit has come upon them. And it's like it switches from Jesus being able to save people of not just their health, but of delivering them from their sins to now Peter and James are going forth. And, and now they're able to do this. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's weird that we still have people today in the Christian realm saying the same thing as the Pharisees that it's like, well, who are you to forgive sins? That's only God can do that. And it's like, no one's denying that. Right. But he's given us access to do that with him. Right. God has done it. (laughs) It's like, would you, would you go out and ask somebody about their salvation and stuff then? Because isn't salvation only through God? So shouldn't God be the only one to ask them about their salvation? It's like, no, you are a co-laborer in Christ. Like, like Paul says, I may have water, Apollos may have planted, Mm -hmm. but, but God is the one. Yeah. He's the one that provides the sun, the Mm -hmm. the soil, everything else around it. Mm -hmm. Um, we both have access in one spirit to the father so yeah. he's given us this access and put his spirit in us so yeah. he's wanting to use our yeah. voices that he gave us like he wouldn't have given us a voice yeah and, and i know exist. people would right. say that this is you know boarding on a heretical because they'd be like you're calling yourself god but no it's like the the scriptures say that we are one in christ mm-hmm. and because christ is one in the father as the father is one in him and we are one in him as he is in the father as he is in us mm-hmm. and there are so many biblical scriptures that saying like uh, we talked about this again last week seated in the heavenly realms we are seated at the right hand of the father mm-hmm. it says that we are in the place of christ at the right in the throne like christ is sitting at the right hand and that we are in him seated in the throne Mm -hmm. at the right hand of the father with Christ. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, it's this picture of, yeah, we are not God, but just like, uh, um, I think we were talking about this last night, going through Genesis about the, the, like a wife and a husband relationship and how that represents our relationship with God. We have left the past become one with our father, spiritually, physically, whatever that means. Like we are becoming one. It's a, a, a physical representation uh, of the spiritual. And so like here we are seated with Christ. He clothes us in robes of righteousness, right? Because we have to be, we have to be shielded by his, his presence so that God can look on us. So again, when God looks at us, who does he see? He sees Christ. He sees us through Christ, right? Um, And so, yeah, obviously he can still see us. He knows who we are and stuff, but he sees us through the perfection Mm -hmm. that we once were made to be, which is through the lens of himself. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it's like, yeah, to be like all those people don't even they just don't realize I've been like inundated with this idea of like. Like when a part of your body has multiple personality disorder, like if something like 
if your hand went crazy, like eventually you'd be like, okay, this is an issue. Like this is hurting people and I need to cut this off mm. of my body. Like it's like God always meant for the, for, for those that he sparked life in to come to him and to yeah. come and be submitted to his will and to be one with him. Yeah, yep. Like, yep. but it's like, there's going to come a day where it's like, yo, <laughs> You know, yeah. like once, and that thankfully is the day that they pass away. Like every single day that they, they, you know, go to meet the Lord, like yeah. death is an illusion. Death has been defeated. Yeah. Like, yeah. come on. Yeah. yeah but just like, there's going to be a day where it's like, okay, like I sent the, I sent these people, I sent yeah. these messengers, I sent myself through these people. Like I came to you yeah. in these ways. And uh, I just believe that even though like you can't see it all the time, like I believe everybody I just really believe that everybody had at least one to like 50 times that the mm. Lord tried, man. Dude, like yeah. our whole life is like the Lord trying, breath, you know, man. to yeah, just amen. reach out to us yeah. and come, come and on. meet us and try to like show us his goodness and try to be good to us all our lives and all of that. But well, there's going to be uh, there's going to be a day where it's like, I'm sorry, even though like I wanted you to stay, I yeah. wanted you to stay one with me like mm-hmm. Um, I, I heard a quote by, again, uh, Michael Heiser, who just passed away, and he had said that, um, you know, we we have this tendency to think so lowly of the power and um, plan of God on people's lives that if I, every single person I meet in the world, like if you weren't a Christian and I met you in coffee, if I don't share the gospel with you right now that you could go to hell— and he said, like, how lowly does that think of God? Because, like, God in the Spirit works all the time. Best. And, yeah, it's not saying that we don't try. That we don't want an urgency because God has an urgency. Like, yeah. he, wa- he wants it to be today. Today yep. is the day of he salvation. He wants he wants you hurts. to experience his love today. Like, Yeah. But then we, it's like he was saying, you know, it's like we put that focus on ourselves, you know, and we put this burden of salvation on ourselves when it's God's burden. Nah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like he took, that's you're why he went to the cross, not us. So it's like God will open those doors. We just need to be faithful and obedient when he tells yep. us to walk through the right. furnace, right? Mm-hmm. Like it, it's nothing of ourselves. Like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego didn't want to put that on yeah, themselves. They didn't careful. want to go through the fire. <laughs> right. But God said, hey, I'm going to lead you through this. Right. And, and it really, he... Th- didn't even tell them to go in the furnace. You know, they just had the faith that their God yeah. was going to bring them through. Right. They and, had no choice. They were yeah. being thrown Listen, in the furnace. Yeah. There was nothing. <laughs> and that's bad. like your friend like or that person the other day that you were like seeing that was like being, that was having that averse effect to like smelling the spirit on you. He was like, that's fire. Like, and that's where you've got a chance. Yeah. You've got a choice to like, say like, okay, this hurts. Maybe I don't want to like push his buttons or try to like share something that's going to make him like quote unquote upset mm-hmm. in the moment. Like that's fire. Like, especially if you like struggle with, um, like acceptance and like fear of man, yeah. like that's a real, that's a real testing ground for some people. Like they yeah, just don't want to sure. stir the pot. Yeah, that's a lot of society so, right yeah. now. They just yeah. don't want, they want to like make you happy no matter what it looks like. Sure. Yep. Yeah. And so it's hard. It's like you have like the gospel is free. It's incredible. It's like everything that you really intrinsically ever want, but people in the world like twist it so hard that it's like now when you're coming to them with that with that, you're coming to them with all their filters yep. of it. Yep. Like 
all of their issues with like how the church hurt them and how, you know, like anything like trauma, father, mother trauma, like anything that's just like built up in contradiction to like, yo, it's just like a hand reached out. Like, I just want you to have this access and to come and be one with with me and with the kingdom. To piggyback off what you just said, there is no way to get that other than receiving Christ. What's the work? I was reading in John. People are like, what's the work that we should do of God? Believe in Jesus Christ. Believe that I am son of God. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ. Uh, Kiefer, can you go back to the first part of this verse? Abolishing the law of commandments expressed in ordinances. Mm-hmm. I have seen so many people who, who they just recreate the law mm-hmm. through the teachings of Paul. Mm-hmm. Through, through, through things that are here. I'm like, yo, guys man, you shouldn't have your long hair. Da, 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 da. All these things, like a woman should not assert authority of a man. It's like, dude, these are contextual teachings that we need to look at with the Holy Spirit. Right. When we try to set these in stone laws, if there is any other law besides love God with all your strength, all your might, all your soul, all your heart, love your brother as you love yourself, you're kind of missing the point of having yeah. the Holy Spirit and walking in the freedom yeah. of his abundant life that right. he gives us. Access to the Father. Mm-hmm. A relationship yep. with your Father. Yep. Again, too, and it, it goes out to point, when did we get the laws? They were in Moses how many thousands of years after the creation? So all the people before Moses who were following after God, Noah, Abraham, um, all of these guys, like, how did they please God? Through their faith, faith. in him. Their faith in him. Faith, straight they up. They did acts of obedience because but of faith. But because of their faith. They believed before they obeyed. That's why they obeyed. Yep. So, and God gave brought them this opportunity, you know. And that's why it's like, even with Moses, you know, Moses himself was out before he even had the law. He, he obeyed God. He was out doing his thing, hiding, because he was, he just murdered a guy. <laughs> and he knew that was against, like... God's law, right? Yeah. But that was before thou shall not kill, right? Mm-hmm. But they knew that. And so here he is hiding in the wilderness. You know, he is not following any of the, uh any um Torah right now. It hasn't been written. Mm-hmm. He's not he's not you Abraham know sacrificing anything. He's not um cleansing Promise. things that we know of. You know, maybe he was doing some sort of maybe there were some cultural things that they were doing at that time. But, you know, he's not doing any, like, cleansing things and stuff that we know of. Mm -hmm. And then God says, you know what? I want to use you, Moses. Mm -hmm. Out of the water you've come, and out of the water I'll take my people. Yeah. And, like, that's where God chooses him. Like, he's he's shepherding. And he doesn't bring up his past. Yeah. Oh, you were a pagan prince. Yeah. Oh, you killed a guy. No. He's like, yo, come here. So this is, I think, what Paul is trying to get across here is like, look, you can follow every command and you could still not be a follower because if your heart isn't for God, if your your if your heart is just to be a perfect person, like you know, this is stuff that <laughs> then I then you've got with. it all yeah. together and you <laughs> yeah. don't need God. I didn't yep. come for the saved. I came for oh. those who need salvation. The ones, you know, the medic doesn't come for the person who's healed. They come for the people who need healing. Mm-hmm. And so for those who are like. I'm better than those people. That's why the the story, the parable of the the Pharisee and the guy who says, "Woe to me! I have this wicked heart." God, you know, mm-hmm. that person that repented, which one went was more righteous that day and went home, you know, mm-hmm. righteous, and it was like that guy mm-hmm. because he needed God. He right. know it, right? But now, 
Uh, and, and so we got this theology, like I was saying earlier, that we keep that that spirit, that orphan spirit saying, God, look at me, I'm so lowly and stuff. And it's like, well, yeah, it's good to have that heart to know that we need God, right? Mm-hmm. But now God wants us to walk out of the tomb. Like, yeah, we keep crucifying our flesh, mm-hmm. but hopefully one day we're getting that point where we can walk out of the tomb with boldness and seeing signs and wonders done amongst mm-hmm. the people. And like, you know, I'm not quite there yet. Like, I've seen things, I've I've been a part of things, but... You know, I know that I know my faith needs to be bigger. Mm-hmm. Like I know everyone's faith needs to be bigger, but like I'm getting there and I have the confidence that this ministry, that whatever God does in my life and the people he's there's reasons that you guys are in my life. There's oh, reasons, amen. you know, and, and I'm, I'm so thankful for that. That's one of the things that God keeps bringing me back to. And I just I'm so thankful that he's answered my prayer for having a loving Christian community. But it's not enough because I want God, you know, like I want the presence of God until I see his face shining like it's not going to be enough. But it helps encourage us to that point that we get to see the face of God through our community. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like that's that's Amen, dude. that's why community is so big. If we're doing, if we're doing community right, you know, Amen. so anyways, um, hundred. We got a couple more, I think a couple more verses here I want to get to before we end. Um, Hebrews 10, uh, verses 19 through 25. Therefore, brothers, since we have confidence to enter the holy places by the blood of Jesus, not by our works, by the blood of Jesus, by the new and living way that he opened for us through the curtain or the veil that was in the Holy of Holies, that is through his flesh. Sorry, I'm adding some commentary in here. Um, And since we have a great priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart and full assurance of faith mm-hmm. with our hearts sprinkled clean from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Mm-hmm. And then is there another part to that or is that? Okay. Yeah. Let us hold fast to the confession of our hope without wavering for he who promised is faithful. Mm-hmm. It's not because of us again. It, this all goes back to God. We don't hold fast our confession because of our works. It's because of his faithfulness. Because if we hold on to the things of ourselves, it's going to fail. And then we're going to fail. And then we're going to feel like failures. Then we're going to fail again. And let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works, mm-hmm. not neglecting to meet together. We just spoke about that. As is the habit of some, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day drawing near. Is there one more is that up there? I think that's it. So there, again, it talks about the importance of being together because if we're not together in communion, and I know that this is a struggle for some people. Like, Kiefer, I know you've talked about this. Yeah. Like, this is the importance of drawing near together. It's not to checklist off, oh, yeah, I went to church. Look how holy I am. Mm -hmm. It's not to fast so you can say, oh, look at me. I'm fasting. Look how holy I am. No, these things truly, if you do them with a heart for God, you know, we talked about that with um, uh, Ethan last night about fasting. You know, he was worried that he was doing fasting out of the flesh instead of instead of God calling him to it. And it's like fasting is a biblical loving thing that God has given us as a weapon to fight the enemy. If you're doing that and you're doing it with a heart like, God, I'm doing it for, for something good, mm-hmm. then you are doing it good. Yeah, Don't turn it into a curse. Like, no, yeah, amen. the only way you're doing fasting wrong is if you're like, God, I'm going to do this. And you're going to be so pleased with yeah. me when yep. I do it. Yep, yeah. yep, and yep. And you go yep. out there and you're like, oh, my stuff. I need biscuits. You know, whatever it is. Yeah. 
ask tomorrow. And so I told Ethan, you know, like you, the, the whole point of that was like, are you twisting your faith to make others know that you're fasting to be more pious? Or to you're, twist God's arm. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you're doing it with a pure heart, like God, I want, I want to see things from you. Like I, he you know, and that. if you don't, if yeah. you don't show up in the way I expect, so what? Like I just want to do this for you. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the same thing with church. Is like I'm going for for my brothers to get filled up with the spirit and stuff. It's not to do, do a checklist thing. Like there's so much to church in the body, and I'm not talking about the building. I'm like right mm-hmm. now we're having communion with Amen. each other. This is church. We're gathered in my um, name. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. And every time I get here, I just you know I feel the presence right now. I'm just so encouraged mm-hmm. like not awesome. neglecting to meet as is habit of some mm-hmm. and i've you know i don't want to go on that but i've seen it i've i've personally dealt with people who say don't go to that church don't go to this church don't go to church mm-hmm. you shouldn't be going to church where the church don't you know where the church yeah and i go to a church building meeting spot yeah, and I love meeting my brothers and sisters of all walks. And yeah. It's a house. Like just like how it started in like the early church, they would meet house to house. They would gather together house to house. And yes, like the big building when we're like, "Oh, I need tens of thousands of dollars to build this big building to house this move of God." Like we need the building. Yeah. It's like that's when it's like it gets a little bit messy, uh-huh. but it's like it's it, at its core, like like you say, like it's just meant to be a place where we have a locale like meeting spot yep. where we can come together and we can fellowship because the body is the church. Yeah, because if you're going to try to house a move of God, then you better get a building that's as big as the earth. Yeah. Dang like, right, that's, that's what it's supposed to be. Yeah. So like, um, and and I know that we talk, we've talked about that at church. We've been praying for for revival for the at least the past three years, mm-hmm. like hardcore, mm-hmm. like. Harvest time has been. I know Oasis Church has been praying for that, or at least Landon and the, and the leaders there. Uh, we've been praying for that, and now we've finally seen it. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, some of us, will we actually get to go down and experience that in Asbury? Some have traveled and done that. Mm-hmm. But, like, we've always said that, like, revival starts with us. Yeah, and is it going to stop with Asbury? It's yeah. like... This isn't something that's just like a fun event that's Mm -mm. like, we had our explosion we wanted for so long. And then it's like, okay, now what? Like, Um, that's not, I feel like the Lord was like, I'm going to actually, in humility, like, I'm going to go back and I'm going to. I spoke to the church in Kadat about like, we should go out and we should do this outreach event. And like, after it was kind of like, there was some interest in like, people being a prayer team but there was one person interested in maybe going out and then that even kind of she got busy and went off to do her own work and stuff it was like the very beginning and the lord gave me this vision of like going and reaching out to Kadat. but like i feel like i'm gonna be going back in humility like reminding them like yeah Yeah. it would have been really cool to like go and like do this one event you know to go house to house to share the gospel but like it's like this is like a compacted version of like what God wants us to be like walking in like all the time, all the time. every day. Amen. Yeah. And that's how Asbury is. It's yeah. like it's this manifested awesome. It's actually definitely like a manifestation of what we've wanted to see. But is it going to stop there? Like once uh, uh. the once the fire fizzles and as not fire fizzles, I shouldn't say that. The fire mm-hmm. is never fizzled. Like God is an all-consuming yeah. fire. Like we just yeah, need to get yeah, a right. hold of that. Like, oh, but like 
for it to continue in the event that it is like that's up to believers in their hearts to mm-hmm. carry that fire from yeah. that place and to continue it like like how like back in the day like the temple was like 24 7 burning yep. with yep. like worshipers and yep. worship leaders and they were never done nope. like stewarding yeah. that fire yeah. and uh, so it's like well, when revival is breaking out across mm-hmm. our nation yep. and the world, right. like there, it's there was a video yeah, on TikTok place. where there were thousands of people in Israel, and I think in Jerusalem, thousands of people like basically singing about Yeshua, mm-hmm. and it's I like, and too, like yeah. I saw that and it gave me chills mm-hmm. because I knew that the impact of what that meant. And then there was, um, there was another place too. I can't remember in, in a different part of the world, but then now you're seeing stuff in other colleges. Like, yeah, there's a couple other Christian colleges, but Texas A&M, mm-hmm. Texas A&M is mm-hmm. having huge crowds on their campuses now. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, this isn't, again, just for the Christians mm-hmm. or people no. who claim to follow Jesus. This is the collection the of the nations, you know? Mm-hmm. And so it's like, if we don't do our due diligence to go out and make disciples of the nations, baptizing, you know, in, mm-hmm. in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, he's going to do it. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, but we should just allow him to work through us. God, what are you doing? What What do you want me to be? Do I need to stay here, try to reach people and my work and stuff? Because sometimes we get into this thing where it's like, oh, I didn't get to be a part of Asbury. Did I miss out on God? What was I not doing right? And it's like, did you pray for revival? Mm-hmm. Because it came. And yeah. you were a part of it because you, were you prayed part. for it. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So yeah. it's like, we want to we want to be the disciple, right? Mm-hmm. We want to be the chosen guy. And it's like, you are chosen, yeah. mm-hmm. but you're chosen in a different way. Mm-hmm. And just like we are a part of the body in a different way, don't clamor to be an eye. Because if we're all one eye, then we can't hear each other. Right. Yeah, bro. You know? Mm-hmm. So... Exactly. Yeah. You're a hand. You're going to make a pretty bad foot, dude. Yeah. (laughs) You're going to feel all out of place. You're going to hate what you're doing because you're going to be like, Yes. It's. I feel this ground and I'm like, I don't like it. It feels coarse. Like, yeah, yeah, it's going to be bad. to come to that (laughs) unity, man. All right. Let's, uh, I think we got one more verse or maybe two more. Um, But Jenny, you want to read that Psalm? Yeah. (sighs) Oh. Just like a prayer. Praise is due to you, O God, in Zion, and to you shall vows be performed. O you who hear prayer, to you shall all flesh come. When iniquities prevail against me, you atone for our transgressions. Amen. Blessed Mm -hmm. is the one you choose and bring near to dwell in your courts. We shall be satisfied with the goodness of your house, the holiness of your temple. Um, Amen. So it's like, again, here, if you go to that second um, slide there, he atones for our transgressions. Now, this is before Jesus, right? Yeah. So God is atoning for our transgressions. The people who knew that it was all God atoning for the transgressions, these are the people who knew who Jesus was when he came. That's one of the hardest things about watching The Chosen, because a lot of times we like to be like, at least I'm not that person who, like, wouldn't know that it was Jesus that was casting him down and stuff. And I'm always like, oh, man, God, I I don't want this to be me. Like, I don't want to miss out on you, God. Um, And then, but it says, blessed is the one that he chooses to bring near to dwell in his courts. Again, to dwell in his courts, in his temple, in his palace. And to recognize that you're chosen. Yep. Like it's because yep. of his choosing of you, not because you 
I don't know. Chosen. Like you're the special, yeah. you're the chosen. Yeah. And I mean, but that's the beauty of it though, is that like once you know that he chooses you, then you are that's the what chosen. Makes you special. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It's because of that the it's because you. of the cause, not because we just receive out of nowhere the effect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then it says, We shall be satisfied with the goodness of God's house, Holy the holiness of his temple. Mm-hmm. And again, what's crazy about that yep. is what is his temple? Mm-hmm. We, the church, the individual Christian are his temple. The goodness of his house and the holiness of this temple, which only comes from God, and he dwells in us. So it's like we live in him as he lives in us. Mm -hmm. And so that verse comes into picture here where it's like God's building us a place, but he's building us into a place that he can live with them. That's the living stones passage in Ephesians, I think. Yeah. Yep. He's building himself up a temple of people who are living stones. Yeah. I think James uh, mentioned that when we were going over temple of God. Um, Josh, we got another verse there. Was that it? I think that's it. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, my encouragement would just be to, you know, I, I think we've had a theme of, you know, God is merciful with us. It doesn't mean that we should go out there and just like be okay with sin. You know, Paul says, God forbid that. We should be asking God, hey, you know, like, is there anything you want me to do today? And then if God brings it open, then take that step, you know, but don't be crushed if you don't hear God or you don't have an answer right away or, or if he like, just says, come be with me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Cause God just maybe wants you to, if he's not answering, maybe he, he just wants you to listen to him, just be in his presence. Like you said, like, and that's something I'm trying to do is like, you know what, God, I just, this is the season I'm in until you speak. I will shepherd this flock, mm-hmm. you know, because again, I, I told this uh, naively when I was a kid, first coming into Christianity saying like, God, if I had to be like Moses and wait till I was like 80 for you to speak and see the miracle or whatever and lead people out of Israel or like, yeah, I could do that. And now I'm like, God, I don't want that. I want to, I want to, I want to see your presence now. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, like God will honor you. Like if you're doing something with a pure heart for God, like, if you're feeding homeless people, if you're, you know, buying groceries for someone, if you're helping your parents, if you're trying not to tell lies at work and you're not doing it in a legalistic way, like then God's going to bless it. Mm-hmm. Like it's a thing of God. Give yourself grace. You're going to mess up, but don't crush yourself because that's when you're going to make it legalistic. And that's a struggle that's been in my life is like, all right, just breathe. God's grace covers it. Mm-hmm. What's yeah. my next step? Don't crush yourself because you're just feeding into the devil. You're going to stay down in that pit. Um, So give yourself some breathing room and approach the throne boldly, not in your own confidence of your works, but in the confidence that comes from the one who gives us confidence Mm -hmm. in his spirit, Mm -hmm. Jesus Christ. Yeah, by Mm -hmm. his blood. Mm -hmm. Where did that happen? Jesus' work on the cross. On the cross, baby. It is finished. The veil is torn Yep. Remember, our work put Jesus on the cross. His work brought him off the cross. Yeah, took us off the cross. So, yeah. So, (laughs) he rolls away stones. We put the stones in place. So, that's, yeah. So, um, any any last words or any final thoughts for you guys? Uh, Jenna, I know you haven't been on for a long time, so we'll probably give you the last word. Any... Final no, I love you. Uh, I love you guys too. <laughs> I love you guys. <laughs> any, any challenge or anything for yeah. for the guest or guests, the patrons? Just coming patrons. back to back to freedom. It's like yeah. 
if anything feels like God is putting you in a box or you're putting God in a box, just always be open to you're never done exploding out of your box, exploding out of his box, or exploding yourself out of the box that you've put him in. Yeah. Like, sky's the limit because of what he did. Like, I shouldn't say that. Sky's not even the limit. Come on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He created the sky. Right. There's, there's stuff behind that. Yeah, yeah. amen. Forever. Yeah. Forever yeah. and ever. Well, That's thanks for coming back on. Is there anywhere that people can reach you? Like, you, you have a blog or something about missions? Um, or? I don't know. How, uh, if you feel like you want to reach out and, like, talk one-on-one or anything like that my email is heavenly daughter all one word 33 at com. yeah i'm not really super like social media no. available right now but i'm totally down to and would love to talk or to um pray with you yeah. or meet with you whatever that looks like whatever the lord's placing on your heart just reach out let me know all right so with that, we're going to close shop on this episode. Thanks for joining us. If you did, um, you know, if you like it, like I always say, if there's any comments, leave them uh, down below. Um, let us know what you think. If there's any um, added knowledge that you guys have for us, you know, we know we're not perfect in our knowledge of God. Um, the Holy Spirit's always teaching us and stuff. I find it exciting to learn new things out with God. Um, we just ask that it would be a, a loving conversation um, like we try to have. So if there's something you disagree with us about, put it down there. Um, you know, we don't always have the time to respond, but we usually will try to get back with you on that. Um, again, take a look at our merchandise shop. Get some really nice, comfortable shirts, some really cool mugs. We're going to be adding some more stuff up there shortly. Um, check out our shorts page. Um, if you can't sit through an hour and a half of it, check out our shorts page. Uh, you'll get to see pieces of it. Um, and then Optimus Kind for Jose here, John Vandaloo on TikTok. Um, you know, we still, we're going to be having John on when he's not working and, and, um, you know, so and then Mark Baumgartner for his stuff. We're going to get a bunch of mission stuff on the website eventually where people can just go there and support people who've been on the episode and everything. Um, and then see a piece audio, give that a listen. Um, it's dope as the kids say in <laughs> as the, kids the say. 90s so um but yeah it, i we appreciate you guys listening have a great day be blessed Thank you for listening to today's podcast episode. If you've enjoyed it, please click the like and share buttons on whichever platform you're on. And you can also follow us on Twitter and Facebook. We hope that you had a good time and hope the conversation brought some joy into your life. Have a blessed day and join us next time on the Heart of the Matter podcast.